1: Welcome to episode 531 of the Barcelona Podcast brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton and I do want to wish anyone here in the U.S. here a happy belated Thanksgiving. Of course, I did take a little two-day vacation or so, which was nice. And of course, I take the time every year at this time of the year to reflect on the podcast and the YouTube channel and the social media communities. And obviously, like always, I want to tell you that I'm really thankful for all of it. I've always been really honest with what's happening behind the scenes here, at least to a reasonable extent. And at this point, I think you all know the rock and a hard place I always find myself in. And for those who've been with me for a while, you hear a little more desperation in my voice through the years, especially as I get older and older in my 30s and I say, hey, it would really be helpful if you could subscribe to the channel or give me a nice rating on the apps and all that stuff here. As you know, our little community here is too small of an audience where I can actually live off of sponsors and stuff like that, where obviously I'm not getting direct income from my listeners and things like that. So sponsors and stuff that, you know, is how you make a living here. But this community is also too big and too consistent with me to ever want to stop. And for that second part of that, I am eternally grateful. It is weird to think that this is heading into its seventh year, which is a really long time when it comes to making content and creating media for people and audiences and kind of keeping their attention. So... Thank you to everybody that has been with me from day one, year three, or if this video is even your first. And as I said, if this is your first, subscribing on YouTube or giving me a nice rating on the podcast apps, that is the best way to support me, as always, alongside the awesome Patreons that continue, again, even for $3, allow me to do this year in and year out, week in and week out, day in and day out. So while I am thankful for all of you. and We kind of got the niceties out of the way. Let's get into things that I was a little less thankful for, like watching the Real Barca match. So let's do it. The five headlines from Barcelona's 1-1 draw with Rio Vallecano. Headline one is history repeats itself. It's been seven games since Barca took the lead against Rio Vallecano. Now make it eight after this one today. The last time that Barca took a lead against Rio Vallecano in a La Liga match was five years ago with Luis Suarez. He was a younger man. I was a younger man, yeah, and that just feels like a long time ago, and many coaches, when we think of eras of Barcelona, you do kind of tie those set of managers, and to say five years ago, that was one, two, three, four managers ago, and I did predict Rayo to go down this season because I thought all the turmoil and the change of manager and all that off the field was going to affect Ryo. but I did, I guess, underestimate the culture that they had built, that Ariola had built over those seasons. Because these Rayo players and fans, they've had very different ideas this season. And I think for kool Kool-Aid's if you haven't watched Rio yet this season, and you're going to hear a little bit of apologetic not for Barcelona, but more credit to Rio, Because Rio, this is that team. The team that Barcelona played against today, that was the same team in Rio that took a 0-0 off of Real Madrid and took two points off of them as well. That Rio team has been that Rio team all season long with that same system. The same players and the same fight and desire, especially at home. They don't necessarily win a lot at home. They don't lose a lot at home, but they get enough points, and that's why they're 10th in the table. On the Barcelona side of things, though, we knew that there was going to be some changes coming out of the international break here. No Gavi, of course, that is the glaring one. It's what I talked about on the podcast last week. That was the major focus of that. So it's going to stink. Every lineup I see now, and I saw some people lamenting on social media as well. Every lineup now you see, there's somebody missing. And you felt like that with Pedri and De Jong and when Koundé was down and Lewandowski and Rafinha and Araujo. With all those injuries already that Barca have dealt with this season, you felt those omissions. But now for the rest of this season, at least until next, what, September, October, November, whenever he's able to come back and, and even look healthy and jump back into the starting lineup. In that whole, probably about a year now, it's going to feel like Barca is missing one of their put-them-in-pen starters. But he wasn't the only one. to Stegen out with that back injury, so Inaki Peña got the start. There was no Kunde or Araujo, but at this point, I think in this season, Inigo Martinez and Christensen have more than earned not only the respect, but the confidence that Koulet should have in them at the back line. And then you have João Felix and Gundogan finally getting rotated. It did take another international break, but I was happy to see them not start in this match, and Pedri got the start on his birthday, and De Jong stepped back into that starting lineup, as did Ora Romeo. Which I don't know if those things are connected, but maybe they are, that Rameu finally gets a start again next to De Young. Headline two is Ryo's pressure. So let's talk about what Ryo did right in this game, even more so than what Barca did poorly. Ryo started the game with quite a bit of pressure on Barca, the way that they have done this season. So those who do complain about Xavi's preparation or preparedness, whatever you want to call it, yeah, I mean this one is that argument for them, in their favor, because Barca did have two weeks to prepare for this match, in particular against Rio. Don't look ahead to Porto and Atletico Madrid and Girona and the huge matches coming up that you felt like were even more important than this one. But Xavi did have some time to prepare for this, and you kind of knew what Rio were going to do because they do a similar press every single match. And Barcelona did struggle to be prepared for that press. And Barcelona's struggles to start this game were counter to what I usually say and respond to those naysayers about Xavi's preparedness, that I feel like he usually does start with the right ideas, and he does do his homework, I think he's really good tactically understanding what a team's ethos is going to be coming into a match. But then things do fall apart, and those adjustments and things, I think, are the issues with Xavi, and we say maybe inexperienced as a top-level manager. But this time around, I can be as critical as any because Barcelona were not prepared to start this match. They did struggle to get out of their own half. It took till 3.20 before they got into Ryo's half of the field for more than 10 seconds, and then right away, Lewandowski commits a foul. This lineup struggles to play long, which is what Ryo wanted with their 4-3-3 press. And one of the main themes of this five headlines is going to be why this lineup for Barcelona might have struggled to play long and play through that press. Because of the nature of this match, I think this is one of those five headlines I'm also doing pretty chronologically. I'm not really jumping around too much here. So right away, to emphasize that shaky start, Inaki Pena left a long Isi Palazón shot in front of him. Shaky start from Inaki Pena, little foreshadowing, because there's going to be a ton of foreshadowing here at the beginning. The idea, I think, from Xavi, though, to break that press was to bring De Jong deeper but Raya was still forcing long balls. So De Jong, obviously, as he does, was going to build up as a third center back. Or like in the 10th minute, when De Jong got dispossessed right at the top of the box, that was rusty. That was a scary moment for De Jong. Lucky that Raya couldn't get a shot off. Romeo also gave one away in the 16th minute. Not great from that Barcelona double pivot. Going forward, it was a bit too frantic from Barcelona, also in the early going, because I think they were a little panicked with that pressure. So all of Balde, Luminium Hall, Lewandowski... They were all giving it away with the first move and weren't really understanding how to deal with that second man coming and that swarming press from Rayo. Inigo Martinez long balls to break that pressure, that seemed to be, well, obviously you know how the goal was scored later, but it also in the first half was one of the only release valves that Barcelona seemed to have. He was the one with the long balls with a bit of accuracy, so he had a really good ball to ball near the end of the first half. That did give me a little bit of hope that Barcelona was starting to figure it out and starting to find holes.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol, or P.K. and Mascherano, or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content, everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tbpod, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Headline three is according to the ACOS plan, Rio did start to slow down a bit midway through the first half. It is difficult to press that hard for that long. We know that. And that is why Barcelona have done even this season when they're getting outplayed for 60, 70 minutes, they find ways to capture points because the other team does slow down a bit. And that press did turn into a less intense 4-4-2 that Barcelona more easily broke down, that's even in the first half. But that new formation allowed Raya to drop that extra player into a lower-medium block. So it looked like Barcelona were going to be on the front foot, and that's unfortunately where the goal did come in the 39th minute. So, again, counterintuitive. Where the minute Barcelona finally got some possession, finally looked like they were on the front foot because Rayo got a bit tired and had to change up their scheme just a little bit and they were willing to play more on a full-on counter as opposed to playing with a high press and trying to turn over early. So that goal 1-0 for Rayo comes in the 39th minute. EC gets fouled, free kick, it's cleared twice, but Unai Lopez on the third attempt curls a shot that beats Inaki Pena. This is a yikes from Inaki Pena for me. I I really don't have much other blame to go around. Pena went down to his right on the second attempt and a little bit of bad luck might be the only thing that saves Inaki Pena from a full-on blame fest. But still, for him not to be able to hop back up after going down to his right and then get back to his left and down to it, it was in the perfect spot from a long-distance shore and I think part of that shot, he also couldn't see all of it because he was blocked by that massive bias in front. But still, at your near post like that, you got to make sure you make that save. And it is hard to even blame Inaki Pena. He does not get a lot of minutes. But that's, again, the life of a goalkeeper. When you're called upon, you've got to be ready to go. And from the opening whistles, I already mentioned, it was foreshadowing with that first shot from Isi Palazon from way out that Inaki Pena was struggling with whether—I don't know if there was wind or whatever it was. Those long shots were giving him a bit of trouble today, and Ryo pounced on that one. Looked like they weren't going to be done, though. Ryo got a really good opportunity at the end of the first half on a counter, getting in behind Kinsella, worrying signs from him at right back, but it was saved by a Balde clear. Good on him. Again, defending from Balday. Balde. That is underrated, as it seems like his attacking skill that we might have overrated last season is now coming under a lot of scrutiny this year. I'm not going to rehash all of that again. But to that point, Barcelona were not really getting anything down the left, especially in that first half, through Balde and Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres also wanted to run in behind, so there was no buildup whatsoever on that left. And that meant Raul didn't really have to focus too much on the left. They could focus all their attention there on Lemini Mall on the right, giving him double and triple teams. Headline forward, Young and Pedri get a grip. De Young, as I said, was rusty in the first half, but to his credit, he was unafraid of getting involved in some tackles after being out for two months, so you felt him shaking off that rust, and I think he really is the only player, I mean, maybe other than Pedri, who you say was allowed to be a bit rusty. Everybody else was either coming back from international break and along with Nyaki Peña, of course, I talked about the rest on him, but everyone else was should have been at least in some kind of form or fitness or whatever. So DeYoung got into some tackles. That was nice. And I did check for DeYoung. The reason why I was, let's say, I to allow him to be a little rustier, but I did check, and this was oddly one of the longest stretches he has missed in his entire career. So he's had really, really good health throughout his career and very rarely is he on the sidelines. So I did expect a bit of rest from DeYoung. But some changes need to be made. He found the game in the first half, finally, as I said, late, even though Rao got their goal. But then for the second half, Barcelona were greatly improved. And I think one of those reasons is that while Rao Valcano were kind of forcing Barcelona to play narrow, they said, hey, play narrow, we're going to throw out bodies horizontally more even than vertically, and we're going to be in this block, and you're going to have to break us down. And the way to do that, as we know, is those short little passes to break through and that wasn't happening in the first half. But in the second half then, De Jong and Pedri, they were moved a bit closer to each other as opposed to the first half, where it felt like De Jong and Romelu had to be closer to get through that buildup. But once Maravacano had again, kind of tuckered themselves out like a toddler on their press, that allowed Barcelona a little more space where one touch would get by that first defender and you were able to get into that second line of pressure. So having De Jong and Pedri a bit closer to one another Pedri also moving out a little farther right to Laminia Mall to give him support, and then Cancelo stepping inside, also supporting Laminia Mall. It meant that Rayovar Arcano couldn't throw two or three at him, and that gave Laminia Mall a lot more space that we know he needs to be able to thrive in. So Laminia Mall was able to get more involved in this game, as were Pedri, as was De Young. But unfortunately, as a team even, there's a lack of cohesion still. And that goes back to Xavi, but this is a team now with changing faces. I said Gabi, it was paramount for Xavi to put Gabi on every starting lineup, and he was the major focus and focal point of this team, especially while De Jong and Pedro were out. And now all of that has changed, and it feels like you have to rehash any positive signs that you've built for the last two months. You now need to redo all that with fresh new faces. Speaking of new faces, 55th minute, Gundogan and João Felix on for Romeo and Torres, and Barca continued to be on the front foot. Gundogan, as we know, is a player. Glad he was rotated, but he is an upgrade to Romeo. and so Barca continued to be on the front foot as Ryo was also, again, at that point, a little bit languishing with their legs. Pedri missed the header, high off the cross from Lewandowski. You're like, oh, no, is this a one-nothing? Those missed chances matter. Then Inigo Martinez, header off a free kick, also high. And again, you're saying, oh, no, Barcelona, those are the opportunities they're not getting. 74th minute, pressure continues to rise. Fermi Lopez and Rafinha on for Pedri and lamin Mall, who, as I said, were much better in that second half after those changes were made. Then the 76th minute, how did that stay out? It's another one of those moments where like, how is it that Barcelona is going to fall 1-0 in this game? It's Rafinha's long shot hits the far post, then Lewandowski can't get enough on it to get it past Dimitra But headline five is another point rescued because yes, Barcelona did in that second half look much more likely to get the equalizer. And I know people are saying Barcelona were outplayed again, and I'm only going to be happy if they get to the three points and they get the win. So again, a draw where it feels like you were outplayed for the first 45 minutes doesn't feel great again. But in the second half, at least I can be a bit inspired by the fight that Barcelona provided, the changes that were made, and things did look better in the second half. And so you say, hey, if you could take that second half, move that into Porto, and then take that to Atletico Madrid and Girona, then you could put together a lot of good minutes in a row, but we all know that's not how that works. Because in that second half when Barcelona was still down one nothing, I also got the sense, as much as I thought they were playing better, when Barcelona in the past, and again, now we're going back seven years, but really we're going back five years, four years, as we know in the latter seasons for Messi, those were those moments when Barcelona struggled in the first half, especially under Nelson Valverde. They would struggle in the first half, they would improve in the second half, and then of course, Messi would be the difference, because all it took was Barcelona to kind of be on the front foot for a little bit of time, and you knew that Messi in some way was going to save them. And I'm thinking particularly the 2018 season, when it seemed like Messi, time and time and time again, along with Ter Stegen in the first half of that season, just saved Barcelona point after point after point. Without Messi, Lewandowski is not that figure. And of course, De Jong, not that figure. There is no attacker who is that figure, who's just going to go and get that goal because his team found some kind of 10-minute stretch to be on the front foot.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: But still, Barcelona got the 1-1 because that's how these have to be scored. They have to be scored with complete team cohesion. Because again, there's no Messi. There is no one individual figure. These miraculous comeback goals. Yes, of course, Rafinha had some bangers. And Lewandowski, out of nothing, has saved some points for Barcelona in the last two years. But it has to come because the team is pushing and pushing and pushing. And good things happen. So Inigo Martinez gets a lot of credit for this one. Pena in the buildup to Inigo Martinez. The big ball, long ball out to Balde, who was pushed so deep with this one. And Balde had to time his run perfectly. He did onside. So credit to Balde, too. He also had no time to think about it. By the time he caught up to that ball, it had to go immediately in the cross for Lewandowski. So they had no time to cut it back and think about it. Cross comes in for Lewandowski, crashing in, putting a head near it with a boot coming in. Really brave by Lewandowski and Lejeune in own goal. Barcelona will take it. Own goal, Lewandowski, who cares? Doesn't matter. To get their results this season, Barcelona have dropped points because they have not taken their chances. And they've also given up goals. Like the first one they gave up in this game, where it kind of comes out of nothing. It comes from really far out, and you just don't expect that goal to go in. It just feels like that's happening over and over and over again. And Barcelona are also not, they're not really capitalizing on their own set pieces. Or, As I said, there's no kind of individual savior moments coming from any individual players this season, the way we even saw Pedri do last season as a goal scorer before he went down. And that lack of quality in the final third is a worrying problem and continues to be. For those who may have wanted me to talk about the potential foul on Rafinha late, I didn't see enough in that one, unfortunately. This game was really, really physical, and the ref had a hard time of it. But I I think I heard a lot from the Catalan media in particular. They were up in arms, but again, I I just think there was a really physical match, and you're not going to get those calls sometimes, especially late in these matches. And I understand the argument that if it was a foul in the middle of the field, why is it not a foul in the penalty box? And I agree with that. And that's what we say. It's almost cliche at this point. But we also know that is kind of the case. It's almost as if it's an established rule that you've got to get, what, 40% more physicality inside the box to get a foul on that kind of play. So yeah, I, I just didn't think it was enough for that to decide the game in that way. And Barcelona still, lots of pressure late. They could have found that winner. Could have happened. Just didn't happen. Rai Rai Cano found a way to get their point there at home, as they've done so many times this season. So, it's not the result that Barcelona wanted. They fall farther or potentially fall farther down in the Liga race behind Girona and Real Madrid. And who knows, Atletico Madrid have up their sleeves as well. So, yeah, Barcelona not in a great spot, still top four, of course. But there is still a lot of time left in this season. There's no Gabi, but everybody else on this team is largely healthy. And Xavi does have all but one of his soldiers at this point. So, to figure it out, put it together. And this is that stretch Porto, Atletico Madrid. Girona, this will decide I think Xavi's 23-24 season already. That is how important these next three matches are for Barcelona to win their Champions League group and what comes along with that. And then for Atletico Madrid and Girona, to stay alive in the Liga race. That's the next three matches. That's how important these are. So I hope you stay with me. For those, win or lose, it doesn't matter. We know that that's important. And if I did learn anything from Thanksgiving, there is always a little bit of dessert after we've stuffed our faces with all of this other stuff. Maybe it's because I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving food. I know it's hearsay, but I'm putting it at the end of the show. So only those who truly got to know me understand that, yeah, it's not my favorite, but dessert is always at the end if you could be so sweet i hope you like the pun there so of course i'll remind you again subscribing follow me on any social media or anything getting involved in the community here it's always enjoyable to me and a fun way to enjoy this lackluster barcelona at least we enjoy it together so as always until next time course of our side